Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. You know, it's always important to understand how to integrate and coordinate all the different assets, the asset classes that you have, but most importantly, to truly understand the advantages and disadvantages of every financial product that's out there. But you also have to understand how those advantages and disadvantages are when it comes to age and gender, occupation, and what the next phase of your life looks like. So today we're going to talk about, is a 401k actually worth it? The answer is not yes, and it's not no. It's somewhere in the middle. What is financial chaos? Well, financial chaos is all these different products that are being sold to you on a daily basis by all these different financial professionals where they're not even considering the other products that you own, and then it creates a junk drawer of financial planning. With that being said and done, in the end, there's still one in three Americans that have zero, nunca, zero, save for retirement. So 33% don't have retirement savings. 23% have less than $10,000. Oh my goodness. 10% between 10 and 49K. 8%, 8% between 50 and $199,000. Uh, 5% between 200 and 299 and 300K or more, about 13%. These are stats that you should always double and triple check. And by the way, they change on a month-to-month basis because at the end of the day, people fall off or people do come on. So as we spoke about before, advantages and disadvantages, let's just check out, according to Investopedia, what a 401k actually is. They're employee-sponsored defined contribution plans that give workers a tax advantage way to save money for retirement. With a traditional 401k, employee contributions are pre-tax, meaning they reduce taxable income, but the withdrawals are taxed at ordinary income. Now, here's the bottom line. The 401k was created in 1973-74 under ERISA but it was actually launched in the early 80s. If you go back to the tax table in the early 80s, you're going to see the highest tax bracket was about 50%, right? So it was really generated for wealthy folks that wanted to get that write-off. It's not really necessary for people that are in like a lower tax bracket to put money. If you're 30, 25, 35 years old and you're contributing to a 401k, you're actively saying, I'm going to put my money in jail, right? then it's going to go on probation in the form of taxation upon distributions. That's why I said it's not yes or no, it's somewhere in the middle. All of this stuff, this stuff comes down to what is your goals and what is your objective? So if you look at a penalty for a 401k, this is simple. Let's say you're accumulating wealth, you're 40 years old, you have 500000 inside your 401k. You want to buy a piece of rental real estate. Well, you could borrow 50000 yeah. Then you'll have to pay it back with after-tax dollars just to get taxed on it again. So you could borrow up to 50000 but the truth is the money, you have to jump through hoops to have access to it. So if you withdraw money from a 401k before the age of 59 and a half, 
The IRS usually assesses a 10% penalty when you file your tax return. That could mean giving the government five Gs of 50,000 withdrawal, and that doesn't include the taxes on that same withdrawal. Now, if you borrow, there's no taxes and there's no penalty. But if you actually take money out of a 401k before 59 and a half, ordinary income plus 10% tax penalty. You have to be aware of that. The average 401k balance, right? So if you look at these numbers right here, you know, these right, this is according to Vanguard. You have under 25, balance is about 6,700 bucks. I'm going average, not medium. Between 25 and 34, about 33,000. 35 to 44, 86. 45 to 54, 161,000. 55 to 64, 232. And, and above 65, it's 255,000. Those are the average balances. Now that's taken in everybody and then coming up with an average number. The medium on all of that is a lot less because it's really focusing on a different metric. So this is the reason why there's an, let's call it a pandemic when it comes to retirement here in America and it comes to the educational system when it comes to money because at the end of the day, if there's people that are homeless or if there's people that can't pay their bills, I'm not going to say it's all because of drugs, alcohol, and mental abuse. Somewhere along the line, people have a scarce mindset when it comes to money. They don't know how to ask for help. They don't know how to get educated. And they just don't know what to do. If you want to solve that crisis, if you could create a system and a program that educates people that they can, without a college degree, make two, three, four, five hundred thousand a year, because it's possible. And those folks get educated where they could train folks just like them. That is the way you solve that problem. And I'm telling you right now, it's a very big issue here in the United States. So on YouTube, here's a reply. Uh, it says, according to Dave Ramsey, if you invest $500 a month into a retirement fund from age 35 to 40, you will end up with $5 million when you retire. Could you explain that, right? If you invest $500 a month at 7% interest, compounded over 40 years, in 40 years, you will have $1.3 million. Okay. And that assumes 7%. And that assumes that you're not paying taxes along the way. That assumes there's no money taken out because of lifestyle. Like, like Dave Ramsey, let me take my hat off to the brother. He is a marketing genius because he has loyal soul. People love him when you say something about him. And they get mad at you. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about, like, don't buy this or don't do that and get out of debt and don't really promote folks to get educated about money and understand that they could create their own success and be able to kind of take that next step forward because the, 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 the people that are paying you to get that message out there for those advertisement dollars, you gotta be careful what you read. And you gotta understand that when it comes to money, it's not math, it's a mindset. And it comes to understanding rituals and it comes to understanding how you approach it from an abundance standpoint, not a scare standpoint. And being able to respect that dollar bill so it respects you back tenfold and it requires deep education to be able to do that. Tax deferred time bomb. What does that mean? Well, today the highest federal tax rate is about 37%, but it has floated as high as 94%. We often hear this in 1944, right after World War II. There were also three decades, 50s, 60s, 70s, where the federal tax rate never dipped below 70, right up to like the late 70s. Do you really want to roll the dice on what tax rates will pay at retirement when today's rates are some of the lowest? in the past 100 years. Listen, I'm not saying that you're gonna be in that tax bracket 20 years from now or 10 years from now or 30 years from now. I don't have a crystal ball. 
But what I am saying, and what we really stand for truth when it comes to how you look at your money, is how do you diversify within and amongst asset classes, reduce risk, understand tax um, potholes that are in the future by I dot and T crossing and doing proper planning and not buying a bunch of products from a bunch of different people based on a bunch of different opinions. It's in that space that we think you can make some really good decisions when it comes to your money. Pros and cons of a 401k. And by the way, 401ks are phenomenal saving tools. If you have the mindset of saving and not touching and you're limiting the fees, low fee doesn't mean no risk though, but limiting the fees and you're diversified and you're doing it for the long term, the pros are tax deferred, potential employer match, predictable, consistent returns. You could create that flow. The cons, single di digit ROI. So now you're in the space where David um, Ramsey said that, hey, keep it in there for 40 years, do X amount every month. Okay, but there's a lot of assumptions there. You're gonna give up control of your money, which to me is the worst thing. And then you have limited investment options. At limited investment options. So at the end of the day, let me sum it up like this. A 401k is not a tax savings. It's a tax postponement that results in substantial lost opportunity cost, limits um, your choices, you're exposed to disability. And by the way, if a lawsuit comes knocking on the door, there is protection. However, from interest rates, inflation, fees, and lost opportunity cost, you're exposed to too much. And at the end of the day, it's about investing and or invest and diversify. And for us, when we say diversify, we're not just simply talking about a portfolio. I'm not a fiduciary, so I'm not giving investment advice right now. What I am saying is make sure all your financial professionals are on the same page. So when you do, do diversify within and amongst asset classes, you could always be liquid. And right now in 2022, up until June, the markets were down 20 and 30% respectively, right? We're in August. Some of those markets have recovered, but now real estate is dropping like a... Drop it like a, what's the snoot? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Real estate is dropping. So you know what that means? If you're liquid and all your money wasn't destroyed in Bitcoin, you could buy real estate at a red dot special right now. It's going to happen every day. Don't let anyone tell you to go buy real estate and think you're going to be worth $30 million 20 years later. Understand everything is a process. Hey guys, thank you for checking out the video. If you like to hit that like button, go ahead and subscribe. Every time a new video comes out, you're gonna get that bell. And if you really want us to do other videos that sit and fit with what you're looking for, please put that in the comments section and share this as much as you possibly can. Thank you for being part of the community. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.